as we go to today's scripture reading, you are invited to get out your Bible or Bible app and go to today's reading from the Old Testament book of Proverbs. But do so quickly. It's a quick reading. It's a short one. Bibles are available on the backs of the chairs in front of you, and they are free for the taking if anybody needs one. Today's scripture reading is a passage from the Proverbs of Solomon, son of David, chapter 13, verse 22. The good leave an inheritance to their children's children, but the sinner's wealth is laid up for the righteous. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. We're not. Oh. Okay, I I uh, I like to play this a little bit differently than the way that Amy likes to play it, and that is the word of the day is apple pie. So wait, listen. You have to listen to see if I work in the word of the day. down. Really? This is where I'm supposed to give you the warning that, you know, um, everybody buckle in. I'm preaching today. You, you should be scared. Uh, So I'm going to start here. Um, I don't know why that happened. But anyways, so on New Year's Eve, uh, I started off with by telling you all that in Matthew uh, chapter 16, verses, uh, verse 18, Jesus says, you are Peter. He's talking to, to Peter, and he says, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So he's, he's talking about he's going to use Peter because Peter means rock. And, and well, either his name is Boutros or his name was Cephas. And both of those words mean rock. And so he's on this rock. I'm going to build my church. He's going to use Peter to build his church. But then I also told you immediately thereafter, if, if, Jesus is going, if it's Jesus' responsibility to build the church, it's our responsibility to be the church. You follow me? So you came to church today, and I thought about this. Instead of dressing up, I should have worn sweats and a T-shirt because this is a gym. I came here today not just to preach to you all. More importantly than, than anything else, I'm preaching to myself in the sense that I came here today to stretch my soul, to push my soul, to pull my soul in new directions so I can go out and be the church. You guys can talk back to me, say amen, get excited, do all that kind of good stuff. That's, 
any, any time. <sighs> so I'm going to work backwards on this one. It is really, really strange and funny how, well, I want to say how life works, but how God works. This weekend, 10 years ago, this weekend, I started working for Morningstar. And I didn't tell you that to, to, to garner any, any, any applause or anything like that. Five years ago to this weekend, to this exact same weekend, uh, my wife's son and I moved into our house. And, and a lot of you uh, helped do that. Steve uh, Georgie was there, and uh, uh, Leslie and, and a bunch of other people came to not only help us move the boxes in, but to unpack the boxes and, and set up the cupboards and all that, which they're still set up the same exact way that you all <laughs> did it five years ago. We have not changed much. The day after we had moved in, um, Sarah had to get up early because uh, Brandon Brown and his Bells of Renown were going to play at church that Sunday, and they, they needed extra time to practice. So she was here at church at 7 o'clock in the morning. I was getting ready. Uh, Ross and I had planned to do some kind of tandem preaching thing. I was going to tell the stories, and he was going to preach the stories. And my brother called. And I knew why my brother was calling me that early in the morning. Five years ago, yesterday, my dad passed away. And in the strange way that God works... Uh, I did not pay attention to the date of this weekend of when Amy and I had set out for me to preach. Actually, in a, in a strange kind of way, I had uh, forcefully asked to preach the first Sunday of this, of this sermon series, if I remember correctly, all the way back in September or October as we were planning out, yeah, as we were planning out 2024. And uh, I didn't realize it until I woke up yesterday morning to come early to church and help get ready for Leslie's mother's service, Jenny Kovac's service yesterday, which was a lovely service. Um, if you missed it, you should go back online and watch it. It's on the YouTube channel, not on the Facebook channel. Go to the Morningstar YouTube channel. And so here I am to preach to you about legacy. Marty, if you could show the picture, please. This is what, um, do you guys remember Pat Goff? Those of you who have lived here a long time, Pat Goff uh, had some kind of like little jingle of like, Pat Goff appliances and buy it your way or whatever, you know, it was on TV. He sold appliances, televisions and stuff like that. And, uh, and so this place, uh, which I call Davenport Station, uh, 
Pack Golf, affectionately called Disneyland on the Rio Grande. <laughs> if you look at the picture, uh, if you look at it closely, so I brought the picture so you guys can take a look at it. Uh, over here to this side, like all the way over, like way over, you can make out the tops of two cabooses. Uh, that long metal thing that's behind the cabooses, there's a passenger car behind that. Uh, the front building that's this, this building that's closer to the road here. And when you look at the picture in, in person, there's a mobile oil horse on it uh, that was kind of uh, set up as a, a pharmacy slash soda fountain kind of place. And it, it was all in there. The schoolhouse looking building was a commercial kitchen where the soft serve ice cream machine and the donut machine and the ice, uh, the snow cone machine came out of. And then you can tell uh, from one end of the property to the next is a big long building. And then behind that, you can see the railroad tracks. And behind that, you can see the banks of the Rio Grande. And then that brown thing at the very top of the picture is the Rio Grande itself. Next to it, the big white roof building is now currently Ace Hardware Store, but that was part of our property as well. That's where my grandfather had a laundromat, and there was a big sign out in front, Randy, big, huge sign out in front that says, closed Sundays, let's all go to church. It was the only day that my grandfather was ever closed. And uh, behind the, 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 uh, the laundromat uh, was some apartments, some very interesting code violation apartments. <laughs> and then next to that, uh, uh, there was a, a Conoco gas station. And then behind the Conoco gas station, much like I told you on, on New Year's Eve, there was a, a trailer park with some very interesting trailers. This place, Disneyland on the Rio Grande, or as I said, I like to call Davenport Station, was to be my legacy. It wasn't just my, for me, myself and I, it was, it was for my brother Stanley, my brother Steve, my sister Nancy, and myself. The four of us were to inherit this piece of property. My grandfather left it to his first three children, Rodney, Wildred, Willard, and Patsy. And then he had a second family, Relda, Kenneth, and Lovine. Relda, Lovine. This place, as I said before, was to be my legacy. My grandfather had set it up to give to his kids, and then he had intended for his kids to give it to their kids, and so on and so forth. When you fail to plan, say it again, when you fail to plan, when you fail to plan, my grandfather, and my dad failed to plan, especially my dad, and the plan failed. I own stuff from Davenport Station, but I don't 
own any piece of Davenport Station, and that's where my wife goes. I had to prep her, uh, I, I think, like, over a two-week period of, like, hey, you know, in a couple weeks, I'm going to take you down to meet my parents, and um, this is what this place is like, and uh, we walked in, and she took a very deep breath and, like, let it out really slow. Her eyes got really huge because that back building was packed. Floor to ceiling, side to side. There was barely a pathway to walk through it. Now, some of you all might say it was junk. And that would be an offense to us Davenports. (laughs) Yes, it was full of antique treasures. From one end of the building all the way to the next. And you can tell that there's an awning on a patio, and the patio was packed from one end to the other. And the passenger car, say it with me, was packed. And that front building that I told you that was like a, uh, 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 a country store kind of, uh, you know, soda fountain, it was And you can tell that the yard is There was a lot of stuff, like a lot of stuff. And let me just tell you that antique dealers come in three categories. There are those who buy, there are those who sell, and the rarest of the rare are those who buy and sell. Very rare to find those kind of antique dealers. My dad was a buyer and never a seller. (laughs) I told somebody once that this was the best antique store within a 650 mile radius. That person had never been to Davenport Station and told me, you are wrong. And then after going to Davenport Station said, you are right. Have you guys been to the Whoopi Bowl? This was before the Whoopi Bowl existed. So if the Whoopi Bowl was looking for a, uh, um, a mentor, uh, 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 an idea to copy, Davenport Station, Disneyland on the Rio Grande. As much as I asked for years, as much as I talked to my dad, for years, and then when it got to the point where I started begging my dad for years to make a will, he refused. I don't know, there are some people when making plans, they think that if you make a plan, that the plan will happen. So there are people who think that if they write a will, that their demise will come shortly thereafter. But if you plan to fail, you fail to plan. 
my grandfather, my dad was an alcoholic. And my dad suffered from something that's called um, alcoholic uh, Alzheimer's. It's not exactly Alzheimer's in itself, but it has every characteristics because the, the alcohol builds up that, that plaque in your brain. And so I can remember a New Year's Day where Sarah, Seth, and I went, and my dad couldn't remember who we were, so every five minutes kept asking and kept asking until finally my dad, like I, I saw it, was just like the snap of a finger. And he said, I don't know how long this moment is going to last. You are my youngest son, Stuart. That is your wife, Sarah. And that is your son, my grandson, Seth. You have done well. And I have failed you as a father. And in five minutes, I will forget this conversation ever happened. And I will forget who you are. And then he left. He walked back inside his house, closed the door, and that was my signal for us to leave. And I didn't see my dad again for about six months. And then I didn't see my dad again until after he had passed away. Legacy. What is your legacy? That picture was to be mine. I was supposed to be a part owner in Davenport Station and was to continue on being in the antique business, which wouldn't have been so bad. It's a good business. It put clothes on my back. It put a roof over my head. It actually offered somebody to clean our house and wash our dishes and wash our clothes. We had a maid. We had people who came and cleaned our yard. I went to school. I got to do most anything and everything I ever wanted to do. Anytime I asked Santa Claus for Christmas, it was underneath the tree. It was a good business. I guess in some ways, it wasn't supposed to be everything that I was supposed to get for my entire life. In some ways, uh, you could liken this story, and, and, and I'm going to make a, a big jump here, a really big jump. I wasn't, it was maybe like I was 40, 41 years old when I finally realized what the story, the parable of the prodigal son meant. We, we most recognize this story. It's mostly preached in the spring. It's kind of a lead up to Easter. A lot of churches do it that way. And, uh, and it's all about the prodigal son comes back and is taken back in by the father. And it's a great story. It, it, the, the, the moral of that part of the story is, is that um, God will take you back at any point in time. Our creator loves you so much. Not only does he love you, but he likes you, and he likes you so much. Anytime, any place, anywhere, he'll meet you right there. He'll meet you right there. And like, like as if nothing happened. Do you have friendships like that? Like you pick up the phone? Do you, 
Pete, please tell me that there's somebody that you went to Woodstock with and you call them up and you're like, hey man, I was just thinking of when, when, when Jimi Hendrix gets on stage after everybody has left and Jimmy's getting on stage while they're cleaning the garbage up and I can't get out, so I'm just gonna stay there as long as I can to see every act I possibly can. And, and like Jimmy plays the Star Spangled Banner. Like, do you have friends like that, that you could just pick up the phone and like, hey, it's been 20 years. That's what the prodigal son teaches us. But there's another part of the prodigal son that we just kind of gloss over. The second son. The second son is so frustrated that he... Uh, the older brother became angry and refused to go in. He's been invited into the party. So his father went out and pleaded with him, please, hey, come on, this party's not just for your brother, it's for us. We are all celebrating your brother coming back. But he answered his father, look, all these years I've been slaving for you and never disobeyed your orders. You never gave me even a young goat so I could celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours who has squandered your property with prostitutes comes home, you kill the fatted calf for him. What he fails to recognize is that his brother, you know, what happens in Corinth stays in Corinth. He, he wanted to leave that life behind and he comes home. And, and his older brother could have possibly done the same exact thing. Give me my inheritance. I'm gonna go make my own life by myself. I don't need your help. I'm gonna go do this. And then he comes back and he toes the line. He stays in his lane. He gets up and he prays. He prays over his meals. He blesses his family. He blesses his father. He blesses his inheritance. He does all that kind of stuff. And then what sets in? What's the most human thing that sets in? Anybody? Resentment. We get resentful. We get resentful of what it is that God has given us. We get resentful that we continue, that, that our charge, our charge is not to build the church. Our charge is to go out and be the church. Simple ways, can I open the door for you? More difficult ways, can I take the shopping cart back and put it away in the shopping cart corral? That's what Jesus would have done. That's what I do. We are called to go out and be the church. This place is a gym. You're supposed to come in here. And, and yes, it is great. Sandy, I have missed you since last week. And I will miss you this coming week and look forward to seeing you next week. But in the meantime, I'm going to go out and be the church. And this week was hard to be the church. A couple months ago, a kid gets shot or shot at, at high school. This is Las Cruces, people. A bomb less than a mile away. This is Las Cruces, people. Have, have any of you ever thought of the possibility of what it's like to sit down with a 10 and a half year old and explain that? Or how about a four year old? or 
three young men back there from seventh grade to junior in high school? Forgive me for making you older. <laughs> Dear God, I want to be a sophomore in high school again. It's the right answer. What is your legacy? Because right now, all of those examples that I gave to you, that is our legacy together as a church. Kids getting shot at, a bomb close to here, hungry people who come to our parking lot twice a month, kids who come bewildered, befuddled, betwixt, looking for some beacon of hope. And Morningstar could be that. So this time I'm going to land this plane. Gravity. Have you thought about gravity lately? Gravity. 1% one way, and the galaxy the galaxy caves in on itself. The whole entire galaxy, all planets, everything, stars, everything, they just, they cave in on each other. Gravity, 1% the other way, and we're all floating in space. Our creator created our space to live in perfectly. This place created by our creator and there's 8 billion people in this world. I don't know if you guys knew that. Eight, we crossed over last year, 2023, 8 billion people. Gosh, can anybody remember when there was 3 billion, 4 billion? There's 8 billion people. And my wife is the wife for me. And my son is the sun for me. <laughs> and this church is the place for me. And you all are the folks for me to do church with. And I want to build a legacy with you all for our children and our children's children and our children's children's children and our children's 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 children. That's the kind of legacy I want to build. Because this place was vapor. One day it was there, and it could have been mine, and poof. Just like that, it was gone. In the name of our creator, our redeemer, our sustainer, and hang on to your seats, our liberator who came to free us from a place like this. Amen.